Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. This is first Wednesday, all right? So that means we're going to uh, focus on healing tonight, all right? And uh, why do we do that? Well, the Lord led us to do that a number of years ago, and so we just keep going, and uh, we do these healing services once a month. doesn't mean we don't minister to those with physical problems and sickness and disease other times, because we do seem like almost every service, if not every service, people are getting you know, help in that area and healed and getting victory. Uh, but on these services, we give special attention to it first Wednesday of the month. So, uh, Amen. If you're here tonight and you need healing in your body, I'm glad you're here. You came to the right place. Yeah. You won't have to wait near as long as you would have gone to a waiting room somewhere. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a verse over in uh, Luke chapter 6, and it, it talks about how the people came to Jesus, you know, a great multitude from Jerusalem and Judea and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. And what they did is they came there, basically, the way it says it, it's they came to hear and be healed. Let me just focus on that one part. They came to the meeting to be healed. I mean, that was their purpose of going to the service that day. They wanted to hear what Jesus had to say, and they wanted to be healed. You know, I think sometimes individuals, uh, they're not that that distinct and that direct and that uh, focused when they go to a service like this. Say, what are you doing going to that service over there tonight? Well, I'm going to be healed. I mean, if you have, if you don't have a problem, you're probably coming to here and to, you know, help others and so forth. But if you have a physical issue, that would be the reason to be here. And so what would you tell people? I'm going to church to be healed tonight. How many know boldness gets results? When you boldly state things and say, this is what I'm going to do. You know how I've been limping all over the place? Well, I'm going to church tonight to be healed. So next time you see me, I won't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And, 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 and so they came for a purpose. They came to be healed. They went to, they went to the meeting to be healed. If you came to be healed tonight, then you will be. Amen. Now, if you came and you say, well, I didn't really, you know, give it that much focus and that much, you know, intention, um, that specific, it's not too late to adjust. All right. You know, if you want to, you could, you know, tell someone you're with at any time during the service, by the way, forgot to tell you, but I'm here to be healed. That's why I'm here. If you're not, you know, maybe there's a good movie on. I don't know. But if you're here, might as well get the power of God to work in your body. Amen, amen. amen. If you do have a Bible tonight, I would invite you and encourage you to turn to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We have many examples in Scripture of those who were healed by the power of God. And, uh, you know, not every circumstance, not every person is the same. Uh, But how many know there are common components uh, amongst all of these that receive healing in Scripture that we read about in our lives here today? And and I, I believe we can learn from those who get results to the end 
end of it where we get results in our own lives. It is wisdom to pay attention to those who have success. Isn't it? I mean, really in any area of life, if you want to succeed in something, find someone who is. And see, you know, and ask questions. What are you doing? How, how come it's working for you? And too, too often, uh, you know, when people have needs, physical needs, sickness and disease problems in their body, too many individuals, they go and talk to those who have never received from God. They, they, they talk to those who are more likely to talk them out of it than to talk them into it and encourage them down the road. And so that, that wouldn't be wisdom. If you have a lot of voices in your, in, in your life that are telling you what you can't do, what you don't have, that you're not good enough, how you can never know, putting a lot of uncertainty in your life, it might be, you know, there's a, there's a necessary thing sometimes to cut that voice off. And say, you know what, I need to separate myself from that. I want to go hang around some people who know how this works. Yeah, and so we should look to those who get results. If you know someone who's been healed, have discussions with them. Tonight, we're just going to take a look at a couple examples in the ministry of Jesus. They got results. So I can learn right from the things written there. And if they did it a certain way, God's no respecter of person. And if it's God's Word, it works for one, it'll work for others, it'll work for me today. And I can get the same results that they got. Amen. You can have the same results that they got. And you can have them tonight. Amen. In this particular service. And so again, I don't want to meditate on the failures of some, but I do want to follow those who have success. In Matthew chapter 8, there's an example here. I want to read from verse 5. It it reads this way. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion um, came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed dreadfully tormented. All right, so not a good situation, paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Well, that's a good response. Isn't that the kind of response you want to hear from the Lord? No question, no hesitation, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, I'll come take care of that for you. How many know, so you can learn from Jesus how believers ought to talk. Huh? I don't mean say things that are absolute if you don't know, but when you do know, you should speak like you do know. You should speak like you are one with authority, one who is in charge, one who knows the, you know, one who knows God personally. And then you can say things like this. Jesus said, I will. I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. I like that language. Notice again, he said, but only speak a word and my servant, what, will be healed. Now, might be healed, not we're going to give it our best shot, give it a good, good gung-ho, you know, uh, we're going to try our hardest, sure, hope and pray that it might come to pass. No, he says, just said, Lord, if you would just say it, it's good, good as done. You say it, speak a word, my servant will be healed. Okay, we need to have that kind of language. We see Jesus talking that way, I will come and heal. Then we see the servant saying, you know, you don't even need to come. I'm not worried that you come under my roof. Say it, and my servant will be healed. What are you saying so absolute and dogmatic about your life? How are you communicating about your future? What are you saying about this this, uh, meeting here today and about what will happen in your life? 
Uh, we got to move away from the ifs, the ands, the maybes, the buts, and say, you know what? This is absolutely going to take place. This is the way it's going to be in my life today. How many know you put a smile on God's face when you talk like that? When you get so assured and so settled on the inside, you say, Lord, I'm going to just take you at your word. I see this. You promised this. I believe you're good for it. I believe you're faithful to back it up. And so I'm going to do this and you're going to do this. And then you're going to be praised and I'm going to have a smile on my face. And I'm going to tell others and it's going to keep snowballing. But this is absolutely going to happen. Not going to have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's not arrogant, that's not prideful, anything like that. That's just confident in God's faithfulness. And, 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 so, and so he said, uh, my servant will be healed. He went on to explain, verse 9, For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And, uh, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. So there's no question. He's saying, I understand authority. I understand the chain of command. I understand when someone who's in charge says something, people comply. You say it, and it happens. He said, I understand how this work. It works, and I recognize that you are in charge here when it comes to people's healings and uh, sickness and disease. And all you have to do is give the word, and it'll be done. See, so when Jesus heard this, he marveled. Amen. Marvel. Well, what does that say? Well, it says the guy was certainly doing some things right. And the words that were coming out of his mouth were, were, were faith words. Jesus was impressed. But why would you marvel? It's because most people aren't, aren't talking that way. Most people are too much into the, the, the gray area. Everything's watered down. Everything's an excuse. We want to make a, an excuse just in case it doesn't happen. And we, we, we back down on our words instead of just boldness and saying, I will, and it shall be, and this is going to happen. See, most people don't speak that way, and that's why most people don't get the kind of results that they got. How many know we can adjust, we can alter, we can be convicted, you know, have some conviction in our hearts even right now and rise up to the same level and let our words match. Amen. Anybody getting this so far? Okay. Uh, At verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. That's the sons of the kingdom of Israel, you know. They're in a covenant nation, but he said, uh, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, look at this phrase, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Well, what happened? What was the end result of this story? The, the end result was as he believed. As he believed. Well, what did he believe or how did he believe in this situation? Well, exactly what he said earlier. He said, Jesus, if you'll speak it, if you'll just say the word, it will be done. That was how he believed. That was the specifics of what he believed. And Jesus said, well, it'll happen just like that because that's the way you said it would happen. Uh, How's it going to happen for you? Well, it's going to happen whatever way you say it's going to happen. Whatever's coming up out of you. And if you say, well, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what's going to happen. 
I'm going to do this, and God's going to do this, and this is going to be the end result. Then you get it. You get to have it as you believe it. So, now, now watch. There, there's not condemnation built in this if one person does it one way and another person does it another way. That's not the focus. This is just the law that governs the end result of this story. Okay. Now, for, for example, one person said, well, I believe that if I go to uh, the hospital and I have the doctor cut this thing out and put this back together and I take these medicines and over a period of time, I'll be well. Okay. Well, if that's what you believe, you should probably do that. Uh, I'm not throwing any stones at someone who believes that because you need to do it as you believe. But another person might, they might say, I believe in the laying on of hands, the power, you know, the prayer of faith. I believe in the power of God. And what ha- what's going to happen in my life is, is hands are going to be laid upon me and I'm going to be healed that way today. Yeah. Well, then you should have that done if that's what you believe. If you believe that will so cure your ills, I mean, I believe that, so I'm on your side. Uh, but if you believe that will fix your condition, you should do that. Yeah. What? So, so I'm not sure if I believe that. N- no problem. No one's going to beat you up over it. But you can get there if you want to. Not everyone automatically starts there, but people hear a word like this, and it triggers something inside of them. Some are like, oh, yeah. I mean, we've had it where people come in not even thinking this way. This is all brand new thought, brand new concept. In the middle of hearing this, they say, yeah, yeah, I can have that too. They had that. That's the word of the Lord right there. I believe that. And they went from not even knowing about it to believing it, and they get it right then. This doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to take. Someone says, oh, I need to think about this for you know, a few months. Well, if you do, go ahead, but I'm telling you, it's not built into the system where you have to. Really, a person can believe very quickly. They can be settled in their heart concerning these things very quick, and they can act and see God move now. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so, he said, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done to you. And so, that's how he believed. How do you believe? Amen. Now, there's another guy. Look over at Mark. The book, not the guy preaching. Mark chapter 5. There's another guy over here. Just just want to learn from those who got it. Okay? And I see a good example. Man, he got it. This worked for him. His servant was healed. He, he knew how this worked. Uh, I can do that. There's another guy over here named Jairus, okay? And, and actually, well, let's just go ahead and read. It's Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. It reads, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. So you can see some good things happening there. He's a ruler of the synagogue, so he's not in a low position. He's someone of, of uh, you know, position, someone who's honored and esteemed in their, in their day. But he's not afraid to, to, to hit his knees. 
How many know that's an important component when having a relationship with God and even receiving from God? Don't be afraid to hit your knees. You know you have need, you got a problem in your life, bow to the one who has the answer and who is the answer. Amen. We're not here touting our own righteousness, stating our own accomplishments. Lord, don't you know who I am? No, it's Lord, I'm nothing without you, and I bow my knee to you, and if I have to plant my face in the carpet, I'm calling on your name because this is where my help comes from. Amen? And so he did that. He fell at his feet, verse 23, and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. And that will probably do it for you, huh? If, you ever, if anyone has a little daughter, you know, it's time to call on the name of the Lord for help. Lies at the point of death. Look what he said, though. Come lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. Now, this is powerful again. Now, he's seeking the, the help of the Lord Jesus. He's humbly making requests. He's calling on his name. He's on his knees saying, Lord, help my daughter. She's about to die. You come. Would you come? If you'll lay our hand, your hands on her, she'll be healed and she will live. So within his request, again, you see that same conviction, that same Uh, boldness that says she will live if you will do this yeah Yeah. and and that's the same way it works for them the same way it works for us that we get to a place where we say you know what this is the way it's going to be period if i will do this this will happen it's math amen (laughs) you take this number and you add it to this number and you will get this number it's not maybe It's not, I hope it adds up to that. It just is. And you've seen it. And you recognize if there's a disease, a diseased person that God loves, whom Jesus died for. And there's a calling on the name of the Lord. Or there is a a laying on of hands, as he said. Here, there will be. It equals, end result, healed body. That's not maybe. That's not I hope it's going to happen. That's math. And when we see that it is that sure, and it is that certain, and it is that simple, we relax. And we say, I I get how this works. All I need is this plus this equals this. And I want this, so I just need to have this and this, and we're good to go. Nice. And people are getting so worked up about it. So, ah, no. This, yeah, I can do that. This is good news. Amen. Some things about to change, aren't they? And uh, he said again, so come lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. How many know the faith of Jairus right here was both revealed and released? It was shown because you don't make a statement like that unless you believe. Hmm. When there's questions, when there's wanderings inside, you don't make absolute statements like that. This will happen. She will live. I will live. I will walk. I will breathe. I will live long. I, huh? I will. You don't say that unless you've got something working inside of you. Amen. And, and then, of course, it was released at the same time. How many know that's important? With all these situations, we find many examples of people who did this very thing. You'll find that not only was their faith revealed, but it was released. And when they said, 
this will happen. Speak a word, my servant will be. Uh, come lay your hand on, uh, on her, and she will be healed. So what happens? Faith goes out and starts, and starts causing this to come to pass the moment someone releases that. Yeah. But have you ever had a setback? I don't know. If, can anyone relate to that? Has anyone ever, ever made some strong statements of faith and you, you committed yourself to God's Word and His unfailing love and power and His faithfulness to do what He said He'd do and you stepped out and said, Glory to God, this is my victory. This is my answer. This is, this is my day to experience God's best. And somewhere along the line you got blindsided and all of a sudden it's like, Wow, I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't expect that. How many know that's a key turning point in your life? Huh? And that's what happened next here. If you keep reading, you know what happened as they're on their way? They had a report. And they said, don't bother them. Your daughter's dead. Yikes. I mean, talk about your worst fear coming upon you. You know, I mean, his, your, his daughter is dead. He said, forget it. It's too late. We missed our window of opportunity. But how many know, if you've ever had a setback, I think this is a right there at the top level of setbacks. Not, you know, pain got a little bit worse after I said that. <laughs> I made my statement. I made my confession of faith. I declared the promises of God, and all of a sudden, ugh, it hurt a little bit more. Well, you know, that's an opportunity, again, to go one way or the other. But this was most certainly a challenge when they said she's dead. And, uh, you know, verse 36 of this, chapter 5, verse 36, reads, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, the very instant he heard it, as soon as he heard it, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. Why did Jesus jump on that so quick? Well, because when you get a negative report that way, you, you have a... Uh, just a short window because you're either going to agree with the negative report give up your faith give up your stance your certainty your absoluteness and boldness or you're going to say you're going to dig your heels in say nope 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 and jesus jumped on and he looked at me and said do not be afraid do not have fear right now just believe what was he saying get your focus on this now Yes, thoughts are coming at you from everywhere. Emotions are coming up from the inside. And he's probably feeling overwhelmed. And Jesus got his eyes right back on, uh, on the promise. Remember what you said? You said if I would lay my hand on her, she would live. Keep your eye on that. Only look at the belief. Maybe some of you have thoughts in here now. And you're, you're hearing this and it sounds good and it sounds hopeful and promising. But you keep getting thoughts that come at you. And maybe even sitting there, I feel the pain again. I got this coming at me again. Here's the word. Do not be afraid that that thing is going to dominate you and stay in your life. Only believe. So you put your focus. Thank you, Lord. I believe your word. I believe what you promised me. I believe that it's true. And when hands are laid upon me, thank you, Lord, this day is, this thing is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Jesus jumped right in the middle of it and say, well, was that really necessary? Did it really matter? I mean, Jesus was there. Why did it really matter? If it didn't matter, Jesus wouldn't have said anything. He wouldn't have jumped in the middle of the conversation and said, don't be afraid, only believe. He would have said, you know, Jairus, uh, you don't really have anything to do with this anyway because, you know, I'm the son of God. 
I'm Jesus and I'm going to, I'm going to raise her up and everything's going to... No. Jesus knew that the, the girl's father was a key part of the full equation of the daughter being raised up. Jesus knew Jairus needed to resist fear and stay in faith. Amen. You see that? It was a, it was a, it was a critical component to this, to this miracle. If you go on and read down in verse 41, then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumai, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. So the end of this story, you know what it was? It was just like he said in the beginning. Lord, he said, come lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. And even though it got worse before it got better, thank God it got better. And she got exactly uh, what the Lord, what her dad had believed for her. Now you can read other stories about this. There's another one actually right in the very middle of this story. We kind of jumped verses right in the middle of Jesus was on the way to this. And that's the whole story of that woman who had a, had a, a, a blood issue. She was bleeding for, you know, not once a month, uh, 12 years and, uh, and had a lot of uh, issues with, with, with the doctors couldn't fix it. And one of the, we got a similar situation there. You know, I don't know that these people even knew each other, knew who, who, who each other were, but they did some of the very same things, and they all got good results. See, I learned from this. Story after story, people who didn't know each other, a little bit different circumstances, but they acted the same way. And the same way acting produced similar or really the same results, and that is healing or being raised from the dead. But the woman who had that flow of blood, uh, she said in Mark 5, 28, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Again, she's talking about herself. She said, this is what's going to happen. When I touch, I will be healed. Again, do you see any maybes in there? Do you see any hesitancy? It's a strong, absolute statement of what is going to happen. You could call it prophesying your future. I took God's promise, and He said, if I would do this, then He would do this. And if I would believe this, this would happen. So therefore, it is going to take place in my life. And her point was, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And, and of course, that was the case. And in, in verse 34, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Well, what was her faith? Because her faith healed her. Well, Jesus didn't say, my faith healed you. He said, your faith healed you. What was her faith? Her faith was this. If I can touch Jesus, the hem of his garment, if I can touch his clothes, I will be healed. Yeah. And so, if they did that, she did that, we can do that. How can we do that? We can just do math and make it that simple and say, okay, I see this is available. I see this is, this is how this works. She got a healing without even asking Jesus. She just said, well, I can get up there and touch him. It'll, it'll, it'll be done. The Lord told us. He told me. He told you. He said if we would lay hands on the sick, they would recover. So we can, we can do, uh, you know, f- take this equation all the way out and say, okay, so that when hands are laid on me, I will be healed. I mean, couldn't 
any single person on the planet do that today and receive the same results? God is the same God today that he's always been. And it's when someone sees that, they get it. It's done. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so... Uh, and, and so this is how, how how these things work. They came to be healed. That was the reason they came. And then they set their heart on something that was certain. Now let me let me say this in in finishing up here before we do this. Uh, someone might say, "Well, you're saying." I shall be. Haven't you taught us in recent times that we already are healed? That healing is a past past tense issue? Yes. And that's not contradictory to what we're saying. you, You can rightly say, I was healed, meaning... When I was in Christ Jesus on the cross, he took stripes for my healing 2,000 years ago, and because he was, I am, and so forth. It's a past tense thing. And you can also, at the same time, say, I will be. You know, the reason we can say, I will be, is because we already have been. I just don't want to leave my will be without an end somewhere. Where it's got an uncertain, an unknown, un, there's no point in the future when it's going to happen. See, the, the, the centurion for his servant said, speak a word. So wh- where's the, where does it meet? When the word is spoken, it's done. Now it's no longer in the future. As soon as that word is spoken, it brings it into the now. When he said, lay, if you'll come lay your hands on my daughter... She'll live. Well, now the future comes into the present. And the woman said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I'll be healed. So what's in the future has to come into a point where it's now. We're not going to go out of here. No, none of us are going to go out of here saying, yep, I believe the Lord's going to do it. Because you have to have an end on that. You have to have a point where it says, it's done. It's now. And one of the easiest ways, I mean, that can happen through various methods. It can, you know, there's various things. But the way we typically do that here, it's the laying on of hands. All right? And so we lay hands, and at that very moment, it is done. That's when I get it. That's when it's finished in my life. And so what Jesus did 2,000 years ago comes rushing into the present tense reality of my existence. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, uh, that's the way that works. <laughs> Everybody good with the math lesson today? All right, we'll pass around a test and uh, see if you can add up <laughs> the components that's necessary. But I love to learn from people who got it. Amen. And whether it's you, whether it's a, we're having a conversation, or it's the, the, the facts of Jesus' ministry, I like to see how it works. Don't tell me what we can't do. I want to learn from someone who did it and then do it. And we've been doing this for a while. You know what? And when we do what they did, we get the same results. Amen. Father, thank you today for what you're doing. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.